Does that mean, Pastor, when he's for us that there's no opposition? No, it simply means that it doesn't matter who the opposition is. It will not be, they will not be victorious because when God is with us and God is for us, we are victorious. I'm glad he is. How about you? Give him a little praise if he's on your side. And that's everybody. He's on your side. He's with you. He's for you. He's not against us. The devil will try to convince us that he's against us, that our Savior is one to tear us down and condemn us. But we, we studied and spoke upon the fact last week that there's no condemnation in Christ. There's no condemnation from Christ. If you feel condemnation, it didn't come from Christ. There is conviction. We feel bad for the things that we do wrong. And that leads us to a place of repentance, which opens up a door for us to be baptized in His name, to wash our sin away. And then we're guaranteed the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost that we just talked about, that 84 kids receive, speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. I'm glad that I have that, that, I have that opportunity to tell him, I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. And he says, I forgive you. Go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. We have a hope in Christ and I'm grateful for it. I'm glad you're here. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Thank God that he's here and that you're here. We have several guests today with us and we're very grateful for our guests. Always appreciative to have people visiting with us. We're glad to have Carl with us today. She's here with Easton. We're always happy to have her. We love her. She spent last week with us. We had a great week. It was awesome. And then Alex's mom's here. She's not a guest or a visitor. She's part of us. And I know Alex is glad and so am I. We're happy to have you. Shannon Rock is here visiting with Laura today. We're so glad to have Shannon here today. God bless you, Shannon. Christy Brown's here visiting with Sister Myrtle. We're so happy to have you, Christy. We're delighted that you're with us. God bless you. John Copeland is here today. We're so happy to have you. We're always glad to have guests at First Church, and we welcome you. And to all of our first-time guests, just a quick reminder, we would love to, my wife and I would love to have an opportunity to connect with you. At the conclusion of this service, we invite you to the Guest Welcome Center, and we'll have a time of connection with you and give you a gift and just express our appreciation for you being here. How many of you are glad Jesus is here? If you have your Bible, stand with me and let's turn to the Gospel according to St. John. St. John, the ninth chapter, I'll read today from the ninth chapter, last... Sunday we spoke from chapter 8 and we will transition into the story that transpires when Jesus begins to tell those there who he is. He declares that before Abraham was, I am. And their response through ignorance was they wanted to do the same thing to him that we talked about that they felt entitled to do to the woman taken in the act of adultery. They wanted to stone our Savior because they didn't recognize him for who he was. I don't want to miss today who he is. I don't want to not recognize that he's here today. Our, our Savior is in the sanctuary and he's here to help us. I don't want to miss that. And so the Bible says in verse 1 of St. John chapter 9, and as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And verse 2 speaks to us about his disciples and said that they asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, 
that he was born blind. You see, sometimes disciples miss the mark. Sometimes you and I miss the mark. They were wanting to know whose fault is it that he is the way that he is. And God wasn't interested in assessing blame. He wanted to help him out of the hell that was in his life. So we find the response that Christ has in verse 3. Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, that he was born blind, but that the works of God might be made manifest in him. And then he goes on this discourse, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So as we go back to the key verse, verse 3, his immediate answer to the question, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind, he says, neither one. The reason why he is the way he is is that the works of God might be made manifest in him. And I'm going to preach to you today, is your story for his glory? That's what I want to preach for the next few moments. Is your story for his glory? Is there anybody thankful for the story that you have of a Savior that reached further down than you could reach up and you just might lift your hands or clap your hands and rejoice that he saved you and brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light? Anybody that's glad for the Holy Ghost, give him a little prayer. Anybody that's happy to be in his house and be helped and healed and have hope, give him a little praise. He deserves some praise. You may be seated. Is your story for his glory? Everybody has a story. Every one of us could tell how that we were lost and undone and had the hope of hell in our future until we had an understanding that there was a Savior that died the death of the cross that I might have life and that more abundantly and the hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Everybody here today has a hope of hell or heaven and you ultimately are the one that will decide where you will spend eternity. And the reason why you have that choice is because because the Savior said, I know that the wages of sin is death, but I also know that my gift, God's gift, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He did what he did, Brother Larry, that we might have the hope that we have, that one day we could go to an altar and repent of our sins and tell him we're sorry for every mistake that we've ever made and that he would forgive us of our sin, but not only forgive us of our sin, but that he he would wash the stain away. And when I was baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of my sin, he took my sins away. Yes, he took my sins away and keeps me singing every day. Oh, thank God for taking my sins away. Not only did he take my sins away, but he gave me the guarantee, the guarantee of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It became a guarantee upon my decision to repent and my decision to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin guaranteed me a gift that allows me the hope of heaven. Is there anybody thankful for the day that he took your sins away? Is there anybody thankful for the day that he gave you the gift, that gracious gift of the Holy Ghost? The woman taken in the very act brought before our Savior and we 
preached last Sunday how that he spared her life and gave her hope for the future by saying, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. They were astonished at the activities of our Savior as he was Christ robed in flesh that came to earth not to condemn. For the Son of Man did not come to condemn this world, but he came to save this world. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And this is the condemnation that men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. It's a choice. I want you to understand something. I'm not trying to be too harsh today, but you will decide individually. I would love to take everybody with me to heaven. I can't. But I can do my best and I will every Sunday that I'm given an opportunity to come and preach passionately to this great group of people that I want you to go to heaven and I'm going to tell you the way that you go to heaven is you make the choices that he's provided for you and say I'm willing to do what you tell me to do so I can have what you tell me I can have. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. So I've got to be like Jesus and follow the path The path of freedom. We spoke of freedom's trail and understanding the fact that those freedoms that we have in the United States of America did not come cheap. They were very costly that freedom is not free. We have to continue to push forward as we understand that the cost of our salvation was not free. It was very costly and that we must live the way he wants us to live in order to receive what he has for us. Brother Clyde, there is the hope of heaven but it's contingent upon you and I to follow the path that he has provided. That's why the Bible talks about the importance of his word as we heard mentioned in our Bible class today. That that, that word is a lamp and a light. It shows us in a dark world the path that we take. I'm thankful for a lamp and a light that I find in the word of God. It also takes an understanding. Michelle, you have to understand the word of God. And that's why we preach and teach and express with clarity what the word is saying. They didn't understand who he really was. They wanted to stone him. They said, who does this guy think he is saying that before Abraham was I am? We know our father Abraham. Who is this? And he was helping them to understand that he was Christ, God robed in flesh, that he was in the beginning, that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then we behold his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. They didn't see it trying to help you see it today. There are things that are greater than having your eyes opened in the natural and that is having your eyes opened in the spiritual. You can make it to heaven without your eyes but you cannot make it to heaven without your eyes being opened spiritually. You can make it to heaven without your arms but you cannot make it to heaven without an understanding of what the word of God is saying and speaking to you and that's why we get together. It's not just simply to celebrate our Bible quizzes and we should and to celebrate others receiving the Holy Ghost and we should. It's about our own individual opportunity to access the Almighty and His presence and power that opens a door that leads us to Him. That's what we're doing here today. So it's really about your story. You're the one that knows your story like nobody else knows your story. You ever seen somebody and you you wondered how they ended up in that situation and then someone tells their story and you better understand what that person 
has gone through. I, I remember, and I remember when my dad used to make me so mad because I would get aggravated. I know that's hard for you to believe, but I would get aggravated at people. And Brother Larry, I would want him to get on my side and be mad at them like I was mad at them. And Brother Null, he would say, now Donnie, let's just think about what they've been through that maybe made them say that or made them. I didn't want to think about that. I wanted to think about how I could get even because they had done something and made me mad. That was selfishness. Anybody ever been that way? Okay, good. I'm glad there's a few misery loves company. I'm glad there's a few other people that in your flesh you've been frustrated and aggravated. And that's, that's the, but then he would say, let's, let's consider their story. Let's consider what they came through. Let's consider what kind of day that person has had. Anybody ever had a waiter or a waitress taking care of you and you're, you're like, what's going on here? And then they, they tell you, this is my first day and I'm overwhelmed. And you're like, oh, okay, I understand. I've had that happen. And then I said, you know what? I'll, I'll start going back and helping you do something. Don't worry about it. I'll go get my own soda. I'll go get and just try to help them out because you start feeling for them because they're not just doing it to be rude. They're doing it because they've had a bad day, a difficult day. Stuff has happened. I want you to know God writes long stories. Some of us just want the cliff notes and we want to say, how am I going to make it to heaven? I want you to know the way you're going to make it to heaven is you're going to let him, the author and the finisher of your faith, keep writing even when the devil tells you that the story's over. He wants you to understand that it's not over until, until he who is Alpha and Omega says it's over and that if you will trust in him, he'll take you through the trial, he'll deliver you from the difficulty, he'll heal you from the hell and he'll make happen what you need to have happen you just have to have faith and believe that he can do it the Bible says as Jesus passed by he saw a man which was blind from his birth so we see this man and what we don't see is that he never sees he's been blind and his whole life his whole existence has been in darkness imagine with me if you will being blind. I thank God for the ability to see. Now, granted, Sister McMillan, I'm needing more and more help. It started with one, then one five, and then two, and I could probably use plus 2.5 because I'm having a more challenging time seeing. I'm noticing that even when I'm driving now, I'm putting these on. I don't think I just need readers. I think that my eyesight is being challenged the older that I get. I can't imagine, however, Sister Holligan, not ever being able to see anything but darkness. This man's story is sad in this regard. He has never witnessed a sunrise. He has never witnessed a sunset. He has never witnessed the beauty to behold that God, our God, the creator of this universe has created for us to see. Have you ever watched a sunset and said how can anyone not believe in God? Have you ever watched a sunrise and said how can anyone not believe? Have you ever seen the stars in the sky and thought how could anyone not believe that there is a God? I thank God for the things that I am able to see and this man's story to this point was a story of darkness continually but he seized an opportunity while others desired to stone our savior he simply sat in silence and was one that Christ witnessed needed him he was not rejecting Christ 
He was waiting on Christ to change his story forever. Because since his birth, he had been created the way that he was so that his story would bring him glory. Could I tell everybody here today, no matter how young or how old you might be, that it's his desire that your story would bring him glory. You get to decide whether your story brings him glory. How do I do that today, Pastor? How do I assure him that I want him to get glory? You simply obey his word and do what he tells you to do and then through that example to others, through that example to others, they'll come, they'll see, they'll have an opportunity to experience Christ the way that you did. There are so many people that I don't have the ability to connect on the same level that perhaps you do. There are those of you that have testified to the fact that God has delivered you from this addiction or that addiction. And I, I don't have the ability to talk to somebody about a time that I was addicted to nicotine and that I could not lay the cigarettes down and that, that they controlled, that I, that I wanted to make it without it but that I couldn't. I, I don't have a story to tell how that I was an alcoholic and that it consumed my life and that, that, I, that I had to make choices based upon that desire and that one. I don't have those stories. So I can't connect with people perhaps the way that some of you can. You know why? Because every story is for his glory. He wants to deliver you and do for you what only he can do for you so that you can share with someone else that he can do for them what he did for you and more. Is your story, is your story for his glory? You're the one that gets to decide. I wish I could decide for every one of you. I wish I could tell your story today, Brother Jerry. I wish that I could say that that, that was my story because it was so wonderful. I'll never forget the exact moment that I got the text. I'll never forget where I was and the joy that filled my heart because Brother Jerry was at work listening to worship music and he started feeling the power of God. He, he had never experienced it before, but he began to worship Sister Butler and while he was at work listening to worship music he began to speak with other tongues as he was filled with the Holy Ghost and that is a I don't have that story but your story was for his glory because somebody else can be at work tomorrow and can worship him and begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit fills well Larry we've heard some of your stories about windshield wipers in the middle of a frozen tundra and then God just comes through and how many of you have a story that you can tell and we've, we've given opportunity cardboard testimonies one of my favorite times because people get up and put things up who would have ever guessed that Casey was a cusser but brother Casey you put on there you put on there, you used to cuss like a sailor and now you're using your voice to glorify God. I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Oh, 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 I got a feeling. I would have never dreamed that he was somebody that cussed like a sailor when he's singing the goodness of Jesus. But his story is for his glory. Anybody here, I could point out the things that God did for you. Brother Brother Moody used to be back in the day one of the biggest runners at church. The first time he came to church, he ran out of church. 
And I can't say that I blame him because when somebody sees you, elder, running the aisles, it's an old man. They'll go, what in the world's going on? I'm going to get run over because they might not fully understand what we know is that instead of running out of church, you're running in church because if it wasn't for the Lord who was on your side, you'd be dead or in jail. So we're talking about board members at First Church that were cussers and would be dead or in jail and they're here part of the the board at the First Church. I don't want to tell you the trouble that I had. You may not want to share your full story. Nobody wants to come forward with full disclosure because we would be embarrassed or ashamed about the mistakes that we've made. And I want you to know if you aren't willing to make a proclamation that you've made mistakes, that's a mistake. Because everybody, the Bible says this, this is not my philosophy, this is the word of God. For all have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We also know this, that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I wish Elder Holligan was here today to tell the story how that his God's been better to him than he has been to everybody else. We have wonderful elders that are in this sanctuary. We have, we have wonderful elders that are in this sanctuary that have written a long story. What about the story about the time that you lost your joy, Sister Lulabelle, and you let the devil know? Whew, I feel the Holy God. I want you to know when Sister Lulabelle gets up on Wednesday night and tries to testify, there's just sometimes that she just starts talking in tongues because she remembers a time when the devil stole her joy, but she said, not today, devil. I've come too far to turn around. I know my God has been better to me. Is there anybody thankful that he's the one that writes your story and that he writes your story to get the glory? I'm glad today. I'm here today by the grace of God. Now, before we get too excited, let me explain something to you. Not everybody, hear what I'm saying. Not everybody's going to be excited about your story. His parents got nervous. You see, I don't have time to preach at all. This this man that was blind from his birth, Jesus, Jesus recognizes his need, rebukes the disciple. Hear what I'm saying. Rebukes the disciples that want to know... How, how, did, how did he get where he's at? This guy's got a problem, and we know that problems come because of sin. You know why all of us have had problems? Sin. And all of us have sinned. So before we come, this pious Pentecostal that looks over our glasses down our nose and condemns people, let's remember that all of us had to go the same route to an altar and ask him to forgive us of the mistakes that we've made. Sometimes it's not about the sin, it's about the Savior saying, I want to show that I can save from sin. But that the works of God might be made manifest in him. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're going through the trial of your life. Here's what I want to tell you. You're going through the trial of your life and he's going to take you through the trial of your life that you might be a testimony, that you might have a story for his glory. Spoke about the cardboard testimonies. Most people don't think that Sister Shea, First Lady, and I had any problems having kids because we have three beautiful daughters. 
But I want you to understand something. There was a time for a long time that we never felt that we would ever have the ability to be parents. She said today, what a great joy and how blessed we are to be able to be a Bible quiz parent. I want to just tell you something. I'm just thankful to simply be a parent. What a great privilege. And I thought, I thought as we would go places evangelizing and I would see kids having kids that didn't want or need children. They were out of wedlock and I'd be like, what, what's going, anybody ever had an argument with God? Anybody ever had a discussion with God? Like what's going on here? I'm not understanding this. Here's what I'm thankful for. A God that writes long stories. A God that we can go and say there was a time when we didn't know whether we would ever have children. But then we have cardboard testimony and Tess and Emma and Abby come out with exceeding abundantly above all. Why? Because like God said, I will do what only I can do and I'll make it possible for you to be parents. Not only parents, but Bible quiz parents. Why? Because he writes long stories for his glory. The story is for his glory. That gives hope and help to people that are struggling with similar situations where they want to have children but can't and don't understand. I've been there and I understand that so I can relate to people like that and help them. Everything that he's done for you, he's going to need to do for somebody else. So is your story for his glory. He heals this man of his blindness. The Bible says that he spits on the ground and makes clay of the spittle and he takes that mud ball and wipes the mud ball in the eyes of the blind man. I just want to tell everybody something. He doesn't always do it the way we want him to. Sometimes you have to trust him to do it the way he wants to do it because he knows what's best. Nobody likes to hear somebody spit and the crowd gasp when they make a mud ball and wipe it in the face of the blind man. But the blind man did not walk away in shame and doubt. He walked to the water and washed in the water because the Savior said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. And he did. And when he came from that place that he was obedient to the word of God. Hear what I'm preaching today. When he came to the place that he was obedient to the word of God. He didn't care what anybody thought about the mud on his face. He couldn't care less about what anyone thought about the decision that he made to be obedient to the word of God. He didn't care that when he was walking with mud on his face to a pool that he had to walk the walk of shame. He walked the walk of faith and said if he tells me to I'm going to do it no matter what anybody else says or thinks because I want to see when you get desperate for your story to be penned by the author and finisher of your faith, you will do what he tells you to do because you know it'll be worth it. He went and washed. The Bible says he went and washed and came seeing. Pretty simple. Just went and washed and came seeing. A guy that was blind from his birth now sees the light. The light of the world. What happened when that happened? Well, they came and said, is this the one that was blind and now he sees? How did this happen? And they asked him. They said, how did this happen? And he said, this man called Christ, put mud on my face, told me to go wash in the pool. I did and I came see. They thought, they said, that this one that did this miracle was a sinner. Who does he think he is doing this on the Sabbath day? 
Who does he think he is healing this man? He's a sinner. So they say, we're not going to take his word for it. Go get his parents. They call his parents over and they say, come over here. We, we are having a hard time believing that this is your son, the one you say he was born blind. They said, we, we, can, we can tell you this. This is all that we can tell you. He is our son and he was blind. But that's all we're saying. You see, they thought they were going to get in trouble with the religious world. I want, I want to help everybody here. I really don't care what the religious world thinks about me. The religious world will not save me and will not save you. I'm going to say that again. The religious world. You say, you're a pastor. You have a church. I know exactly. Hear what I'm saying. Pastors and churches do not save people. I'm going to say that again so we make certain that you didn't misunderstand. Pastors and churches do not save people. God saves people. And only God saves people. And it doesn't matter what you think or who you talk to or who tells you different. It really doesn't matter. The only one who saves is God. Too often we're so worried about religion and religious activity and this and this and that. And I believe me, I believe in going to church and I believe in having a pastor. You need to do both, especially as you see the world in the position that it's in. But I want to tell you something. I can't save anybody here except myself. And that's only through obedience to the Word of God individually and say, I want my story to bring you glory. So hear what I'm saying to you today. His parents because they were fearful of the religious organization that they were a part of, said, that's all we can tell you. You know what the man said? The man said, here's what I found. I've been and received things that I didn't fully understand, but there are some things in this that are unexplainable, yet undeniable. Let me just tell you this little side note right here. I was there this week praying with hundreds of kids. One of the children. An amazing story. Sister McMillan, this lady took care of my sweet mom out at the nursing home. She was one of her nurses. And now, her boy, this lady that took care of my sweet mama, her boy was at camp and needed the Holy Ghost. She still doesn't have the Holy Ghost yet, but she's getting ready to get the Holy Ghost. You want to know why? Because her son got the Holy Ghost. And she said, if my son got the Holy Ghost, I know the Holy Ghost is real. And I laid hands on him, and I prayed for him, and he began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I said, thank you, Lord, because he writes long stories. My sweet mama would have gone through everything she went through again to have that one opportunity to make a connection. That's something to celebrate. He said, I have a limited understanding. I'm just going to answer you people to the best of my ability. I don't know whether he's a sinner or not. I don't even know if he's a sinner. He doesn't, he doesn't even know if the Savior that just healed him is a sinner. He said, I don't know if he's a sinner or not, but this I do know. I was blind, and now I see. You believe whatever you want to believe, but I know for myself because I was blind, and now I see. There is nothing, hear what I'm saying. There is nothing like a personal experience with Jesus Christ. It's your story. And your story will give him glory if you will do what he tells you to do despite what others say, despite what others do. Do what he tells you to do 
and you have what he tells you you can have. What's so awesome about this is that he not only healed his blindness, but when he's rejected by the religious world, I want to tell you something, friend. There are people that are being rejected by the religious world. You know what? We want them. I'm going to say that again. There are people that are being rejected by the religious world. We want them. I'm going to say that again. There are people that are being rejected by the religious world. We want them. You know why we want them? Because we believe that their story is for His glory. What's going to happen is people are going to come in here, repent of their sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, have their sins washed away, and in that moment, God is going to give them the Holy Ghost and their life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. They start new. Write that story for His glory. Stand with me as I close. Christ comes to this one that has a limited understanding of who he is and has a one-on-one conversation which provides revelation. I want to encourage you to have a one-on-one conversation and you'll find revelation. You say, you know, you know, pastor, you know, preacher, I don't, I don't fully understand everything you're talking about. That's fine. That's fine. I don't expect everybody to come in and say, oh, I get it. I understand. Boy, that's, yeah. That, you don't have to understand everything, but you can't deny that you feel what we feel. And that experience, that experience from a one-on-one conversation provides revelation. And then you see him for who he is. First, his eyes were opened naturally. He would see the sun set that day something he'd never seen the next morning he would see the sun rise something he had never seen but that day before he saw a sunset and before he saw a sunrise he saw the sun the sun that came to seek and to save that which was lost he was no more for he had a revelation of who Jesus was the same can be said of you today if you will simply be obedient to the word of God your story can be for his glory heads are bowed eyes are closed I ask everyone to please be in a prayerful time begin to talk to the Lord about yours this is individually this isn't about your neighbor or your pastor or your friend this is about you I want you to consider the story that's being written for your life Understand there are some hard times There are some difficult times And maybe you're right smack dab in the middle of one right now I want you to hear that the author and the finisher of your faith Has pen in hand and wants to proclaim That this is your day for his story To be written upon your life And provide glory to a savior that saves. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Is there somebody here that you would just simply lift your hand and say, Pastor, I need him to write. I need him to write my story for his glory. God bless that hand and that hand and that hand and others. There are many, many hands that are being raised. Perhaps all of ours should be because it's his desire for our story to be for his glory. With heads still bowed and eyes still closed as they begin to sing. I'd like for you to step out from where you are and come to the front of this building and just submit yourself. Submit yourself to Him and His will today. Give yourself to Him as an empty slate, a blank piece of paper, 
and say today, today, I'll allow you to write my story for your glory. You need help out of hell, you need deliverance. Why don't you come and let him write your story for his glory? I give myself to you today, Lord. Lord, I give you don't have the courage to come right where you are. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. Maybe kneel at your pew and pray. Pray a prayer of repentance and submission to the Spirit of the Lord. God, I want my story to give you glory. I give Somebody give him a fresh piece of paper today so he can Lord, say, this is for my glory. That's for my glory. You went through that for my glory. I saved you out of that for my glory. Help me today, Lord. Help me today, Lord.